I live in Israel. This season is dedicated to the memory of the 1,400 of my countrymen who were massacred on October 7th, and the 240 people that were kidnapped and are being held hostage by the terrorist organization Hamas. Hopefully they will be returned to their families as soon as possible, and hopefully this terrible war will be able to come to a peaceful end very soon. Welcome to Minute 62 of Season 6 of Move Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a Capra-esque journey through the 1946 classic, It's a Wonderful Life, One Minute at a Time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today are Caroline and Justin of the old time, uh, that, of the close of close. the old movie time machine. There you go. There it is. <laughs> Welcome back. You see, hey, Rob. Thank you for yeah. having us. You got me confused. Yeah. Got me confused. <laughs> thanks for having us back no yes. problem thank you so thank exciting. you guys for, for coming back you know i had a fun conversation yesterday hope hope you guys did too oh yeah definitely we all went right. deep on on the waldorfs and the asters and all this yes crazy. we did yes we, we learned did. so much yeah that's right so minute 62 begins with uh ernie acting as a butler and ends with george still trying to to understand what's going on you know he, yes. he he's clueless throughout this whole movie. <laughs> That's all I. He really think. is. <laughs> now I found I don't know how familiar you are with the full Stewart catalog, Rob, but this is a, a recurring theme that we've seen in other movies where he is oblivious, especially to the charms of women around him who who seem to really want his attention, and he is clueless. It's some kind of Jimmy Stewart trait of some kind. His his characters, they they tend to fall into this somehow. I don't I don't know where that comes from. What 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 movie do you think he's most that way? Mm, I feel like Oh my god. Like where do you think is his perfection yeah, I mean, his perfection of of being oblivious? Vertigo. Yeah, vertigo with Midge, right? You're right. She is so thirsty for him, has been hanging around waiting for him and he is oblivious as all get out. And right. also, I think Bell Book and Candle, like they, Kim Novak needs to use magic to <laughs> to get them together. So right, she needs to hypnotize him with her cat yeah, to get I've him seen, to I've pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think this just speaks to like a larger theme in his career, where he does sort of transition from leading man into slightly older, cranky leading man. He's very fussy in his later years. No, have, have you ever seen Right of? I think it's called Right of Way. Right of Way. It was one of his last no. movies. It was oh, with no. him and, and uh, Betty Davis, where they play oh, really? this, this elderly couple who who make a pact that they're going to commit suicide, and their, their kids trying amazing. to convince them. Not to. It, it really was interesting. Um, That's think, going on my list right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like gonna Google that one. I think it was called Right of Way. Um, it's, it was, it was, it was an HBO. Yeah. It's from 1983. It was an HBO movie that they made with the two of them. Wow. Okay. okay. Now I do know that Carolyn, you might not remember this cause this was 1991, but we did see a James Stewart movie, a new one in the theater in 1991. 
And I already American know which one. Tale, there you go. Five will goes west. <laughs> oh, I do remember seeing that in the theater. And, okay, great. Um, you know, I mean, it's a great film. It's a great American yeah. classic. His it last was, film, right? Uh, yes, I believe one? I believe it was his last. Okay. Film. Yeah. yeah. Rodents yeah. were really big at that time. Okay, mm-hmm. there was like the Great Mouse Detective. Yes. American. De- I mean, you know, just a lot, a lot of, a lot of mice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's curious. Well, it's easy to do that when you're using, uh, you know, animation. <laughs> True. Right. I mean, I'm also thinking like the rescuers. Yeah. Mice. Well, they could be true. made very cute very easily. They're they're easy to right. look at the cartoon mice. So. Yeah. The the yeah. real ones less so. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we 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 ended things yesterday with George showing up at in front of 320 Sycamore uh, Road, and. You know, we, we actually now get to see that he really does show up at 320 Sycamore or at least 320 something <laughs> because yes. there there yes. is, you know, we, we see the door and we, we can see a lot of broken windows. We see a tablecloth covering the 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 the, the glass panes of of the front door. You know, you can see on top some other broken uh, glass panes. Yeah, uh, kids in the neighborhood, including. Uh, you know, George and Mary have have had their 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 fill of throwing rocks at this particular place. Yes, over the for years, for sure. Yeah, and there's a little sign on the door that says Bridal Suite. And as yeah. George is just staring there, trying to figure out what to do, so the the curtain slash tablecloth is quickly thrown back, and we see Ernie's head pop through it, and he goes, "Hiya, good evening, sir." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love this whole moment, um, and I love the physical comedy of it with with the uh, top hat, and as he's sort of standing in uh, Ernie's standing in the doorway. And well, I love he's wearing shorts as he's doing this. Right, right. <laughs> he's got he's knee got, highs and like, shorts. He's got like <laughs> he's got like a suit jacket with tails on it, but shorts. That's right. And a top hat. That's right. And then he has that great little like kind of Charlie Chaplin visual of like leaning back against the door and popping the top hat up a little bit. Yes. Just fantastic. Yeah, it really is great. I, I really do think that that is a, a Charlie Chaplin uh, homage. Nod for sure. From, from this, because sure. there, there, there's the, the Charlie Chaplin movie where, where he's pretending to be a, a statue and he keeps hitting mm-hmm. someone on the head and he keeps moving back and forth. You know, like he's a, um, I think it was. It's he's supposed to be like a a a clock. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. And and so it it looks that that way the same way that he does it where he just you know puts his head up and 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 I love how he puts his hand out at yeah, the same time as if he's looking for a yes. tip. Exactly. <laughs> Did you guys notice the the jump cut? We have the continuity error of the the wet tweed jacket that. Uh, George is is wearing. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's an essential thing to do. I mean, he's he's coming in from his downpour, and so his jacket is soaked. And then we get a, just a slightest jump cut, and he's very dry. He's ready yeah. for the next. Yeah. The well, of course. Progress. Come on, you you didn't yes. see the you didn't see the dryer in between. I did not, but they've got so much stuff in that yard that it would not surprise me. Would not that's surprise true. Me. And, no, maybe maybe he has yeah. some of the technology from Back to the Future too. You know, where he just pushes the the little button. 
on, oh, yeah. on the, yeah, yeah. the jacket. And it, it, we just, yeah. There you go, drawing mode. There yeah. you go. So it, it's possible. I mean, come on. This movie has so many connections to Back to the Future too. So why not? <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, we can do a whole episode on that. That's one of my favorite movies. Let's, that's let's right. do it. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I think for that, Valley we should have Rob and on Spill. Old Movie Time Machine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think we might need to have Rob as a guest to discuss sure. that one. I would, I would love yeah. to do that. I would love to do that. And and then George walks into the house as, oh, well, oh, sorry, back when, with, with the, the hat trick. So, you know, yes. he, he sprays the, the, the water of his, of his hat. He like into his hand, into his hand as that's the tip. Like what, you know, give me a tip and the tip is going to be more water. Water. <laughs> yes. And while that is kind of, again, old timey humor, we talked about it yesterday, but that holds up to me. That's yes. still funny. That will yeah. always be funny. And yeah. Ernie, and Ernie plays it really well. Sight gag. Yeah. And I love how he plays it. He just like shakes his hand, you know, shakes yes. off the water and then continues with his job. Mm-hmm. You know, meaning, meaning, even if I'm pissed at him for what he just did right now, this is George's night. I'm not going to ruin it by yes. by getting upset that he just splashed water on my hands. You know. Yeah. Very good sport. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Indeed. And then we see that that uh, George sees Mary smiling at him, and you know, we 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 get to see from afar, uh, you know, the great things that she's done here. You know, you see, this you house? see flowers. You see, you know, she she's spent the last few hours decorating this place really well. Oh yeah, it, this they kind of like pan around that room to give us the whole right. That well, tomorrow uh, we'll surprise. get uh, right. Tomorrow we, we yeah. get a little bit more of that. Yeah, and it's just such a cozy space once you're finally inside after you know the the time we've spent in the rain. And yeah, it's a decrepit house. Yeah, it's falling apart. And yeah, the stairs aren't uh, intact or whatever. But well, we see also the yeah. rain coming in. Uh, yeah, you know, from the second floor. Yeah. You know, it really is dilapidated. But she's Definitely. she's made it very homey for him. Oh yeah, and and just her. I mean, Donna Reed is amazing in this movie. She's yes, uh, so classy. Great performance and just serves as his rock and is amazing throughout for it. So she exudes a warmth, uh, you know, so her standing in front of that roaring fire in this this weird old house. I mean, that's that's home. I get it. Yes. Great. Yeah. And and so we get a little bit of a pan just to see the, the you know, how bad the house is. You know, you see like a chair that that's on the stairs. You see all yeah. these cobwebs. Uh, yeah. I mean, George does not have a good look on his face when he's looking at all this. No, he's, he's horrified. He's like, he's like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, what just happened here? You know, yeah. you know, we see that there's a lantern hung up because apparently there's no electricity working in the house at this point. And there's a bucket hanging that is probably collecting uh, some of that rain that's rain coming water. through. Yes. Yeah. And, and did you did you guys notice the poster on the wall? The, uh, the get a fisk, right? Yes. Yeah, says, I, I had to look this up. It's time to retire. Yes, it says time to retire. Get a fisk. Ah, very well. Good, good job, marketing team. Well done. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's let's put it this way. I, I think most people watching this movie will not notice it. <laughs> it's something yeah, that was, only when you're so watching curious. it this way. Because it's, I looked up, you know, researching this. There are different posters of. They all have kids in them. Some of them are fishing. Um, this one is a kid holding like a candle, right? Is that the deal? Something yes. like that. Mm-hmm. 
Do we know why why a kid for tires? Um, no, I don't know the answer. Okay, to that, but... I'm just wondering if it, if that was some kind of uh, that was their mascot, you know, some two year old or whatever for some reason. Um, but not not according. Say. I mean, according according to the research that I did, I didn't I didn't go to the marketing. Uh, aspects of it but i mean they have it's unbelievable some of the stuff that, that that i found about it so it was originally known as um so it's an american tire tire company that is in uh, uh chicopee falls massachusetts okay and it was a major force in the tire industry from the late 1900s all the way through the late 1920s hmm, okay um it was it was bought up in 1898 by a man named Noise Fisk, and he renamed it the Fisk Rubber Company. Mm -hmm. By 1910, they had more than 600 employees. And during World War I, they had more than 3,000. Wow, okay. Okay, so um, they, were, they the, were part of the war effort. Yeah, by the end of yeah. World War I, they had 4,500 people working for them. Wow. Wow, okay. All right, in, 19, in the 1920s, they had plants in New Bedford, Massachusetts, Jewett City, Connecticut, and Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and they had retail stores in more than 40 states. Their main plant was producing 5,000 tires every day. Okay. I don't know if that's good or bad. I would uh, I would see. I suspect that's good, right? 5,000? That seems like a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 5,000 is a lot. That, that, definitely. And were they affiliated with any particular auto company nope no nope. do we know just just general all-purpose nope. tire okay. general all-purpose okay. gotcha they basically uh in in the 1930s they were basically <laughs> the the dupont family took an interest in the uh u.s rubber company who had okay. already controlled uh, general motors and they basically uh forced forced fisk out of uh out, out, you know out of business um Interesting. you know in in 19 in 1930 they had 121 stores and in 1934 they only had three wow they had to close okay. 118 so that... stores in those three years wow and what does that mean putting the squeeze on them like is how did that happen i wonder like probably the depression plays into it somewhat like the, yeah the, the depression is definitely climate's it's really it, but, really poor yeah but but again if you have the backing of the duponts <laughs> you know yeah. you're, you're you're able to to, to push out the the smaller companies i guess mm. yeah i just wonder like were they setting up shop next door or across the street or something like that trying to Get the market share or whatever. I mean, what it says here, what it says here is, is that the the domination of the replacement tire market, um, including bus and taxi companies, by the four leading tire manufacturers, was at the expense of Fisk and other medium-sized firms, while reducing profit margins for all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was it uh, it it didn't last very long, which is probably why they had all these posters lying around. <laughs> <laughs> and their legacy lives on through that one poster. That's right. We know. That is correct. Yeah. The little poster of the the kid with the with with the little candle holding a a tire. Yes. Yes. You know. Did you guys notice the uh, the music in the background during this scene? Um. I mean, I I heard it, but I. I why don't you enlighten us? Well. It's it's interesting because as we have talked about, George is a 
wannabe traveler, right? He He's trying to escape small town life and see the world. It's been his goal since he was a kid. And this particular brand of music sort of plays into that because it was part of a fad of the early 20th century of uh, incorporating Hawaiian sounds into modern popular music. So this is, um, and this kind of goes along with the posters that we will be seeing shortly as well uh, from the South Pacific, but we get this Hawaiian slide guitar sound over modern pop music, which is um, sort of representative of the allure of Hawaii and Hawaiian culture to continental Americans. It's a little tiki bar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. This is, uh, this is the start of all that. We would see this explode later after the war when all of the troops are coming back from the Pacific theater and being stationed in Hawaii and everything that blows up into legitimate tiki culture becomes a, like a kitsch fad type of thing, but it's it's happening here. It's still hot. And what it does here, what it does here is it also shows that, that Mary knows her man, you know, she knows George, she knows what he wants, Mm -hmm. you know? So if she, you know, even though we've talked about how oblivious Mm -hmm. he is, if she wants to get him in the mood, then she's got to, you know, make it sound as if uh, he's, he's uh, traveling off somewhere, you know, in, in the exotic uh, Pacific, I guess. Right. Right. And this is this particular instrument, the, the Hawaiian uh, lap steel. It's, I think at this point they've managed to amplify it. So it can become like a, a lead instrument. I think initially the resonance chamber was too small. So it was a very quiet instrument sort of enhancing somebody else's lead, but now it can become a lead instrument and it has a very ethereal, dreamlike quality to it that I think suits this scene as well. Yeah, as for he sure. Takes in his, you know, what will be his future in this house right. with this woman. Mm-hmm. And and as he's like panning through that, that first of all, that that's a very great, that's great insight on into the the way the music plays into because there's no dialogue here, so we're right. we're dealing with the music. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's helping to set the mood for us also as to you know, what's possibly going through George's mind at this point, you know, and as we pan through, we even get a quick glimpse into the bedroom, which I, yes, I don't know. I don't do. know what it's supposed to, what, what the room really was, you know, because mm-hmm. it's a two story house. The, the odds are the bedroom would not be on the first floor. Right. But maybe it was, uh, I don't know. Maybe there is one room there or something like that. So we can see the bed. We can see clothes laid out on the bed um we see a a trunk we see shoes on the floor we see a candle in the background you know mary has spent a lot of time during this day setting up this this house and done a great job oh for sure i want to be there i don't care about the leaky roof i want to be there well i think that's part of the idea that that george yeah isn't supposed to care about the roof and george george keeps looking around even though there's like we see rain dripping down and around him yeah. You know, as he's looking around. Which is probably why she set up the bedroom ground floor, I would guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I don't think they can imagine what upstairs I don't is think like. they could get upstairs. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. If you look no, at the stairs. So. I don't, yeah, I don't think they're there. They're going to be going upstairs. I mean, that newel post was never affixed to the top, was never affixed to it. So um, I'm, <laughs> that was that gag ran throughout the entire film. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's right. And 
And then we, we, we get a quick glimpse again of Mary looking at him. And did, did any of you notice that in the, in the back of Mary, what, that looks like there's a picture of Mary with like a, with, with, with a uh, Hawaiian lay on her. Oh, uh, yes, that, that does ring a bell. Yes. You know, so, so again, she's trying to, do, um, do we know? Did they travel? Any idea? No. If that was your question. Right. No, they were, they were planning on going to travel. Right. You know, that was, that was their, their goal, you know, at the beginning of today, they were going to go traveling and, uh, you know, they have the run of the bank and that, that's just not going to happen. Yep. You know, I mean, it could be that the picture is of someone else, but it does look a lot like Mary. But, uh, there's no way of knowing for sure if it's him. And then Ernie walks over to George, who's still in shock and, you know, takes off his hat and then takes off his jacket. And, and George is a little, little surprised by this. You know, he didn't expect it. Yes. And I think, can we talk about Fitz for a second? Because he looks great. This, his, everything he's got going on outfit wise, I, I'm totally behind. He is layered in tweeds. The, the actual tweed jacket he has under his top coat. I mean, that that's classic hunting style, Scottish Glen tweeds with the outside pockets and everything where you keep your shotgun shells and all this, but it's uh, immaculately tailored. He looks great. Uh, I think the only thing missing is patches on his elbows. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because of that machine from the front yard. So we, we know that that's fact now. That's canon. That's right. Um, that has dried him off. But it's just a great look. He looks um, – it's nice to see young Jimmy Stewart, especially since on, on our show we spend a lot of time with him like 10 years from now when he's aging. It's late 50s, and it's it's just different. Here he's clearly a leading man. He's real trim, uh, you know, very fit. He looks great. He looks like a leading man. So it's nice to see him. And she looks amazing as well. She looks great throughout this entire film. Yeah, that's true. And as he's walking towards towards her, we, we he like gets startled by some more rain that's falling uh, nearby him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they they do that. Is well. this is this the minute where we see the table? Right. No. Table no. No. Setting? No. Table's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, okay. We'll get to okay. that tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow then. Yeah. Okay. Because the, the minute ends as he's walking towards her. So that's it. Oh, okay. We've, uh, we've come to the end of the minute. Right. Okay. Right. So did, yeah, it's just, it's just a sweet scene. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and so do either of you have anything else you want to say about this this minute? No, I just happen to love that visual gag with the top hat. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm a sucker for a top hat trick. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm just excited to. Do either of you know what's behind this what's behind George? If you look as he's walking towards uh, Mary at the end of the minute. It looks like the, all these things that are hanging down uh, behind him. They, they look like, like the beads. Sort of beads? Or, yeah. Yes. Like a beaded curtain was what yes. I thought. Yeah. It's, I mean, that doesn't necessarily look like something that she would have put up. That must have been something that, that uh, you know, got ruined over the years or something like that. Yeah, that, that feels period appropriate. I think yeah. these houses, especially, you know, from, you know, mid-19th century, let's ballpark it. Very velvety, very luxurious, you know, a lot of deep stained uh, hardwood. Yes, a hand work, right? And a lot of, uh, you know, paisley prints and things like this. So I could see, you know, some kind of, yeah, like a half curtain over that entryway with, with 
you know, some kind of crystal beads or whatever. I could see that yeah. being a thing back then, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, cool. Okay, so every Tuesday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track Uplifting Experience Edition, where my guests will give uh, some sort of story, adventure, misadventure, something's happened to them over the course of their life that is somehow an uplifting experience. So uh, do either of you or both of you have stories that you want to tell? I definitely do. Okay. Carolyn, I don't know about you. But... <laughs> I, I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see that where that takes me. <laughs> well, I'm pleased to report that this is actually fairly recent. Uh, this is a new positive experience for me. So I'm a huge Beatles fan, Beatle maniac, and we are living through a, a golden heyday of being a Beatles fan right now. This is very important music to me. We grew up with it. It's been, you know, just very formative for me as a person, and I love their music and the message so much. And the dream has always been, wouldn't it be nice to hear these songs in a modern way? Because, of course, the early 60s material, they're recording into two-track and then to four-track, and originally were mixed for mono and everything. I know I'm getting kind of nerdy here, but... It was never a possibility for that to happen until two years ago when they put out their Get Back documentary and Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame develops this software to separate the different instruments into their own tracks. So now we can mix everything into stereo and it will sound like a modern record. So this is happening now. They're doing this and they just re-released their two best of albums, the Red and the Blue records which is a nice cross-section of all of their work and as a fan hearing these new mixes it's like hearing them for the first time and it makes me so happy i listened to a hard day's night and i felt like my head was going to explode it was so exciting to hear it and i'm just excited that the music now exists in a, a modern context and can be heard next to modern songs and sound just as good as those songs because I think that's how you you build your audience, you know. So it's just been a great time. And we get a new song out of this period, too. Something that was never expected, but now we have a new Beatles song. And it's just, uh, it's been, yeah, very positive. Wait, it was it was a song that was just, that they did that they just never released? How, how do you have a new yeah, Beatles song was... when, when, when half of them are not here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This has always been the question. So... They did this in the mid-90s when they put out their documentary series called The Beatles Anthology. And uh, John Lennon's wife, Yoko, gives Paul McCartney a tape of some of his demos from the 1970s and says, here, you can have these songs. And they did the best that they could with two of the three songs that they got uh, In as far as trying to isolate John's vocal so he could be a lead singer. And then the other three members... Uh, played new tracks along with it and sort of rearranged the song and did their own vocals and everything. And that was a very exciting time as well. That's really when I became a diehard Beatles fan. Now, there was a third song that they worked on in the early 90s uh, called Now and Then. And they just, I think it's a combination of things. Like, I think George wasn't a huge fan of the song and also the quality was worse than the other two. So it was harder to isolate John's vocal. Mm -hmm. Well, now we have this new technology. Paul has been dying to do this song for ages. He's been talking about it since the 90s, about I'm going to finish this song. It's very personal for him. Um, 
as this, I, you know, this is his best friend. He gets to sing with again. No, oh, wow. Um, so that they've gone back and now it exists. And this came out, um, I want to say early November, I think it is called now and then. And it is really amazing. It's, it's such a gift that if you were a fan, you never knew that you were actually going to get, but now we're getting these things and it's, uh, it's very exciting. Oh, wow. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So Caroline, do you have a story? Yeah. Yeah, Um, mine is so completely different than my brother's. That's good. Um, That's the important, that's what we want here. We want diversity. (laughs) If you were to tell a story right now about, about you loving the Beatles and being able to, then I'd be disappointed. So you see, now you get something completely right. different. <laughs> right. Um, but I will say I am um, about to celebrate five years with my horse, Perkins, who is my first horse. And I waited, I mean, lifelong horse obsessed girl that never got to have one. So kind of um, a special time of year for us um to be celebrating five years and that he's still happy and healthy and my dog is dog is very jealous of your horse yes i wonder why um but yeah i mean that's just this around this time of year it makes me very much appreciate um how well he is still doing at the age of 21 and that um he's just brought so much like he's made my dreams come true, you know. So that's my happy story. Okay, great. How 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 long? Uh, I mean, you you said that he since he is twenty one. Like, how long do horses mm-hmm. usually? Uh... Anywhere between twenty five and thirty. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's I I obviously got him as uh, an older horse, um, and he just has been you know the perfect guy to show me what it is to own a horse, learn how to ride, do all the things with him. He's just been fantastic. And um, I I had a pretty tough year this year that has left me out of the saddle um, due to some sciatic issues for the last four months. So I'm hopeful that I will be starting off uh, back in the saddle very soon with him. So Excellent. Well, I, I wish you and, and, and your, your horse uh, best of, of luck and health. Thank you. Yes. Happy anniversary. Yes, Congratulations. Happy anniversary. I know. You guys you are know, a cute couple. Five years. We're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> What's a five year anniversary? <laughs> um, I know one year is paper. paper. I don't remember what five is. Yeah. No, I yeah. think five years would. Yeah. Okay. Could be. I want to say that that's what I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, I mean, I have celebrated these things along with my husband. Yeah. For our, like, I've done paper, <laughs> cotton. Leather, no, I think maybe it's leather, and then there's um wood. Six was um iron, so I'm pretty sure five was wood. <laughs> I had no idea. Okay, I know. I hey, I got him a set of cast iron pans for our sixth wedding anniversary, wow. and I you had the bottoms good. engraved with cheers for six years. I mean, that's you know, okay, that's a solid gift. Yes, yeah. nicely done. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good cast iron band. There you go. All right. So you guys want to tell people where they can find you. Yeah. So we're called, our show is called Old Movie Time Machine. 
You can find us at all the usual podcasting hotspots. We're everywhere. Also on YouTube as well. You can find us there. You could write to us an email if if you feel the need. We're uh, party line at oldmovietimemachine.com. And follow us on Instagram at Time Machine Podcasts. Please and thank you. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe to any podcast you might be using to listen to the show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on my website, MovieRobMinute.com. You can find me on Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook. So, until tomorrow, hot dog. Hot dog. I love you truly, truly Life with its sorrow, life with its tears.